<laughs> Good to see you both. Ben has shaved the sides of his head and grown more hair on the middle of his head. Yeah, I feel it looks not like this in person. I feel like I look like a racer <laughs> how head does, on How this. does it look? In, it looks not like this in person. Is that it's a new I, z- Zoom filter that you've added? <laughs> you got you got the you got the kid in play Zoom filter. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. I just, I booked a follow-up appointment uh, two days before I come out and visit you. So you'll see what it looks like in person. A follow-up appointment. Yeah. Ooh, so the, you're, you're, you're on like a series of haircuts. With I've been getting my haircut. That's I've been waiting point. way too long between haircuts. It's like three or four months. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm still on the three or four week. Yeah, about every four weeks. Yeah, when I was when I was living with JP, it was like every three or four days. I was like, hey man, just break out <laughs> the clippers, up. clean me up, clean me up, line me up. Dude, nice. Yeah. Well, it's good to see days. you both after a week off. It's good to be here with you, listener, on this fifty-third episode of the Belligerent Thieves podcast. I am not nearly as energetic as I'm trying to sound right now because I just got back from Minneapolis Pride, and oh boy, it was a fun day. It was a good day. What was the most fun part? Ooh, that's hard. Uh, so I'm finally, I made it. I've never made it. There's this place called Cafe Lercat. That's like a pretty fancy restaurant. Not the type of restaurant that you would think would host like a dance party at the end of a big day like Pride. But they do. And it's right in, in Loring Park, right off, right outside downtown Minneapolis. And all of the tables were gone. And instead was just... <laughs> A raging dance party in the middle of the day, uh, right right after the parade. So walking from the parade to Lercot felt like a, a pride rite of passage for me, and I danced my ass off. Uh, and I got I took a little power nap when I got back. So I hope I hope I awesome. was good and re-energized here. Was the table necessary for dancing? Were you dancing on tables? No, no. Um, like it was like it's a, it's a restaurant and just like like think of any restaurant you've been into. Now think of that space with just all of the tables gone, so that like everyone, so that you could just dance freely. JP, that's what. What I'm was saying. the what was the Mexican food spot in downtown Cor- Corvallis that did that? Uh, oh, uh, Cantina. Cantina. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cantina. Cantina. Yeah. yeah. Cantina had decent food too. Yeah. I mean, it was like you'd walk in, wait in line, get your food in the daytime. You'd walk in, you'd see the area you'd normally get food, but it was like surrounded by tables machines and tables pushed against the wall and <laughs> seven people dancing. And <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It was. The, the turnout wasn't always great. Four weird dudes asking every girl in attendance to dance and then saying no. Yeah, I remember that well. Um, you know, a place <laughs> also had sneaky good food that didn't get the credit that it's due was Sancho's. Yes. Sancho's true. had great food. I, I never really remember. went for the food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know I ate it. For sure. I, well, I lived off of Sancho's specials. That was like enough calories to. Yeah, there's, uh, there's all kinds of. Hide me over for the day. There. <laughs> What was the price of a Sancho special? Was it like eight? Like seven bucks? Yeah, eight, yeah. seven, eight dollars. Yeah, it was still cheap, but it. Yeah, what it was. I mean, it wasn't was three tequila shots that with you in, got with inflation. It'd be like twenty-seven dollars at any bar today. Probably in, in today's world. <laughs> oh man, in today's the kids, today's the kids have it rough. World, 
They they certainly do. That's and, true. Um, someone who doesn't have it rough is you, JP. Mm, mm-hmm. That's true. You're wearing a Gary Payton the second jersey. You already got your finals Golden State Warriors championship hat. Four, Hell yeah. four, four and eight. Got got to get one for the thumb next, but uh, you're you are an NBA champion, JP, and and so is Gary Payton the second, which is are both both relevant to this podcast. Exactly. So congratulations, thank to you, you both of you, and yeah, you were in Hawaii for it, which se- seems amazing, relaxing with your kids, which is a little bit different than when I was in North Beach, San Francisco, with you for the first one, and we went insane and drank our fucking faces off. I, th- I think you probably <laughs> <laughs> partied a little bit less hard this time around. But <laughs> I didn't end up yeah. yeah, doing like snow angels on the floor of the bar. I didn't end up falling down a flight of exterior stairs. Right. <laughs> I didn't throw a chair off a roof. Did you throw it off the roof or did you throw it like it... over the fence to a different part of the roof? Saying you That's threw it true. off the roof implies you <laughs> yeah. might have killed somebody and might be wanted for, for manslaughter. Um, that was Maggie McGarry's, right? We went to Maggie McGarry's. Yeah, we yeah. were there. Shout out, Maggie. What a fun place. Such a good spot. Yeah. Such a good spot. You know, we were there in January or, or late December. We went and Annie and I did dinner in the city in the old neighborhood and while we waited for dinner, we got a beer at uh, at Maggie's, and nice. it was it was just good to be back. It was yeah. nice. To, if every, you it's amazing this? how little changes in areas like that that are just so long established. Yeah. Talk about a bar with like tables pushed up against the wall. I, sure. I feel like Maggie's has a room like that, and those tables just stay against the wall. That's just where they are. <laughs> they actually have like uh, back doors that open up to like a dance. They like swing open. Yeah, it back, like a saloon wall. doors, right? Yeah. But no, it's like a faux yeah. wall and it opens, swings open, oh. and there's a stage. Oh, and like that's a dance cool. Floor. Yeah. I love a faux wall. Ooh. Yeah. It's like Me you, too. You, you think it stops, but oh, there's more room. What's back here? Right. Oh, this is where the fun, fun begins. Yeah. It's like one of the few things that will turn me into a child again. A faux wall. Like that, if that, you like that, pull a book that, and uh, all of a sudden. Child excitement. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I never found, by the way, speaking of like faux walls and like hidden passageways, did anyone ever go to a hidden passageway under the campus in Corvallis? I know. There's a rumor did. to be there. Mm. I, I heard about mm. it. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I've what? done like, like, there is some like hidden passageways like under my high school that I walked through uh, that were cool, but I did not ever go to the tunnels under Oregon State. But I, I've I, not I heard, heard about the tunnels. Every, every big what? fucking school has tunnels under it. That's like a known fact. It's Illuminati shit. Well, it wasn't known by me. We should go check them out next time we're in Corvallis. Yeah. Well, if we have any luck back. getting into those as much as we had getting regular media passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a little more cachet now. If, if they, they, can't, they can't dismiss us so easily. So we'll, we'll see. It's true. Um, that is true. It, yeah, <laughs> we can't get media credentials to the places that general humans are allowed to go. I don't know if we'll get allowed, but the, <laughs> we don't. We don't want to be allowed into it. The, the whole point of this is you go where you're not allowed, which is under the yeah. fucking school, and you have a quest or some shit. The the deepest I ever got under the school grounds was working at the current administration building basement, scanning oh, yeah. scanning oh. Office Max uh, receipts for eons like thousand page receipts i would scan into a computer and digitize and it was that's what i did all day long and i was in the basement mm. with no windows it was probably what was the, the boss's name 
Mary? Mary Page. Yeah, Mary, Mary Page. Page. That's right. Is she still there? Was a, I, I don't know. She was a sweet old lady. Yeah, she was. I don't was. know what, what she's up to now. I think she was she, – she cared a lot. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> she did. Love to yeah. have people who care. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so maybe behind my desk was that hidden book door. I just didn't ever yeah. you know, pull a book out because I don't I, read. Yeah, had the you ever wall. had the audacity to pick up a book in your college career? <laughs> You might have unlocked all kinds of passageways. <laughs> and uh, would also unlock passageways in your mind, JP, to places you never thought you could go. Oh, man, I don't um, want to go there. Read read, read books, kids. Um, but anyway, our, 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 our sweet boy, Gary Payton II, played great in the finals. He's an NBA champion, along with his father, uh, Gary Payton, who's an NBA champion, both Oregon State legends. I believe Benny is Benny is wearing <laughs> Benny's wearing a Gary Payton Sonics jersey. I'm your daddy just for tonight. <laughs> JP is wearing a Gary Payton the second Warriors jersey, and I'm wearing a dope uh, belligerent beef pride shirt. There you go. This might be our of best pride. attired episode. We look great. We this all look. Yeah, it's wonderful. our drippiest episode. Oh, we are that, dripping. We're I'm dripping, dripping in sweat, core. dude. It's a hundred degrees outside right now, dude. I can't. Yeah, it's not that hot, but it but is. But at least very you have AC, JP. Yeah, but I turned AC, it off so it doesn't get picked AC. up on the mic. I know. I just turned mine off. Yeah, but you'll be fine for the next hour. What Benny, I made before you got on. I made Benny turn his fan off, <laughs> and he doesn't have AC. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> it's so hot here. Uh, I, can't believe, I can't believe that. I feel like the heat radiating off my computer is actually cooler than the air that is around <laughs> me right now. Yeah. So you, you do have AC. That. Kind of. <laughs> Are you going to do yeah. that shit where you like put a bucket of ice like behind a fan and then it or in front of the fan and then it just blows like remnants of ice water in i did that last year it is really messy well (laughs) not not the way that you described i had a bucket that i filled with ice and i drilled three holes into it and i put a fan in the top that was blowing the air it like filtered the air through the ice out the holes but which it was great until the ice melted and then it was just like blowing water out of the holes. that that was the original super soaker actually (laughs) But no, dude, my my wife literally thought of this, her recall, incredible. She remembered it from an early episode because we got our daughter, her room, like for whatever reason, the AC just doesn't cool down. So we bought one of those like Arctic chill portable ones from Amazon. Shout out Mm -hmm. Amazon, Penny. Yeah, yeah, shout out Amazon. you, You freeze this like grill piece. It's like a spongy grill. And then you fill it with water and ice and it like blows like a fan that blows through all the coldness and like blows out like cool air. And like I was filling it with ice and she's like, this is so similar to what Benny did last summer when it was really hot out. I was like, how do you remember that? Clearly, (laughs) clearly it's on episode 26 of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I remember everything you and your little friend say, JP. (laughs) Watch out. Well, shout out a- Andy Bertram. Thank you for remembering a wildly specific detail from a random SL episode. <laughs> shout nice. out Annie. Shout out Annie. Uh, well, GP played great in the finals. It was awesome to see him back. Uh, very happy for him. Um, I think uh, that part of that was was part of the reason why JP also had no idea the NBA draft was happening. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea. Was, <laughs> it was exactly one week later, which I do think is earlier, but it literally, in NBA time, it felt like it was 20 minutes later. Like, the finals were over, and then Adam Silver 
uh, even though Adam Silver wasn't at the finals because he was uh, ill, but it was like he walked out. It was like, I'd like to congratulate the Golden State Warriors on an amazing 2021-2022 season. Here is a trophy presented to the owner because we still do that dumb shit in sports where we hand the trophy to the owner first when it should just go to Steph Curry or Steve Kerr first. Um, and also with the first pick in the NBA draft, the Orlando <laughs> Magic select. <laughs> it was like it was that fast. Um, not a whole lot of uh, Oregon State flavor in the uh, in the draft. Uh, I'm not even sure whose names were in. <laughs> um, but, you know, Benedict Matherin went six to the Pacers, uh, I think, He's he's gonna be fan, fantastic. He torched us last year, like everyone torched us, but he he, he especially especially did. torched us. The game us. we lost to Arizona, like one hundred to fifty. He had like sixty <laughs> of the one hundred. I think he might have outscored Oregon State by himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a de- decent draft, but fun NBA season. JP, just in a a, a sentence or two, sum up how you feel about the Warriors winning another one and uh, doing it with uh, arguably one of our all-time favorite college players who we got to watch play at Oregon State. This was the sweetest one. That was. That was a clean sentence. There you go. It was Just awesome. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. It, it, like, I'm, 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 I was pulling – we were all pulling for the Warriors in the end. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, Part we, of it for me, too, was, like, obviously how we got there was a lot different than the last two – victories at least and it was very reminiscent of 15 where it was kind of like uh well they have the pedigree or they might have the pedigree but they don't have the talent or they just don't have you know the the superstars whatever so we like we you know overcame all of that too and it wasn't a cakewalk into the finals either i mean we played some really great up-and-coming superstars if not already established guys and like they had nothing to lose right and everything to gain so you you know they were playing for for a lot what I thought was interesting, though, about the this finals, what I think I enjoyed it more, besides the fact we already have now three in the last seven years before that, but was I didn't really have a villain on the other side of the court. And sometimes, you know, you latch on to, like, I just hate that guy, and I just like, I don't want that guy to win. I don't want to see them victorious. And it takes away a bit. And it happened a little bit with Toronto, not really with Toronto, but the fans in Toronto, especially after Katie got hurt and they were like cheering for his injury and it was just kind of like messed up and it, I kind of spun on them. But like the <laughs> but like the LeBron, the whole LeBron aspect to me was just like, I don't want to do this with LeBron again. I don't want to see that dude again. I don't want him to win. And so right. I had a villain more than I was like appreciating just the team you know, playing Played well and winning. Incredible and, basketball. Yeah. And so this time around, I really got to appreciate it and – and actually appreciate the opponents, like and and be respectful of like, yeah, they're good and they're gonna be good for a while. So they are. Right. it was it was a really, really uh enjoyable experience compared to, you know, prior Did, years. That could be just me being old now. <laughs> yeah, you you probably hate opposing players a little bit less, uh, when you're thirty five versus twenty seven and ha- have a couple of kids be like, Oh, that that guy is, you know, it's it's someone's son. <laughs> Jason Tatum looks like a really nice dad. Like he, I see him with his son. He does. He's super cute. Um, he does. Yeah. So it was, we're just like, did you ever think of? I mean, we can do this with every fan base essentially, but uh, was it just like Boston fans in general? Uh, yeah, I mean, but there it wasn't new. There wasn't like a new yeah. founded like dislike. You just know that they're just. <laughs> 
This just said Boston fans are passionate about sports. Yeah. <laughs> so what was they, what was Draymond's was quote about that? Oh was it yeah. Draymond that said it. Yeah. It was just like we say? played in front of rude people before. Yeah. Well, that was nothing. Clay. Clay. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. That was. Yeah. I love Clay Thompson. That was not Me my too. favorite Clay Thompson soundbite though. No. Did you see one that just aired recently? It just like got out. Somebody had it recorded, and it was like him sitting with the trophy after winning, and he's like, "I got one, two, three, four rings in my bank account." Bitch. <laughs> I, I do. I haven't seen that, but I do love that. <laughs> so good. Like so out of character for Clay too. To like you, like you could tell after he like cussed, he like looked at the camera and just like He's threw like, his mouth back, no. smiling like, "Oh my god, I just said that." Like when you, when you but he has four rings, so he can. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that feeling when you swear in front of the teacher, but you're like maybe in middle school by that point, so you might be old enough and like. It, you're just like you're looking at the adult like there's that like, moment of tension waiting to see if you get in trouble because you said shit in class like for the first time and it was like at a moment when it was really loud but then everyone got quiet like at the same time unplanned so that everyone just hears you saying shit like, and then Dude, the teacher, i think and the private schools like, and what? public schools are very different because if <laughs> yeah, i did that in middle school <laughs> really? I, was, I would i would know what was coming you Small ruler, baby. Bombs. <laughs> that was yeah. That was high school. Well, you did get punished for that. Too, so I, 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 I did get punished. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got in trouble for swearing a, a number of times. I don't know if it was this open season, but shout out to all the teachers who put up with me at every level. Shout out teachers <laughs> I everywhere. I know it's not yeah. an actual Teachers Day, but I have I have pride in the teachers who didn't give up on me, as they <laughs> should have. And look where we are. We're we're here on on a podcast bringing. Love and joy to millions of people uh, across the Beaver Nation. <laughs> well, congratulations to you, JP. To, to you, you, specifically you and Thank the rest you. of the Golden State. And only you. But mo- mostly, mostly you. Hey, and congratulations to us. Do you know why? Why? Because our dude, Big Game Boomer, named us. Exactly. Again. Oh, wait, he never no, did. The best podcast. Oregon State. What was it before? It was best Twitter follow. It was best Twitter follow. Oh, that's right. Was the one we won before. Yeah. So this is more of a collective award for all three of us instead of just on for Andre. So yeah, congrats to us. Uh, Andre still is the best. Uh, JP, please play five seconds of Tony Montana by Andre. (laughs) That's the one. uh, So. We don't have to. <laughs> this is this isn't the part of the podcast where we plan future trips that we probably don't take. I do want to go in. I think it's October twenty second that weekend when the, I believe it's the San Francisco Orchestra is doing like an oh yeah uh, selection. Uh, the one that they they leaked on Instagram some of their rehearsals of uh, and the one that they leaked was the Tony Mo- Montana song and it sounds incredible. <laughs> and I'm like, I saw that too. Yeah, we have to go to this concert. Uh, so thanks, Andre, for uh, keeping us just you know at the top of everyone's newsfeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and let's we'll get into drinks a little bit, but cheers, you guys. Cheers. Uh, salute. Yay. All right, Benny, we're going to start with you in the drinks department this week, just because I don't, I think you're drinking coffee again. Uh, you're definitely drinking out of a coffee mug, and it looks like a dope coffee mug. And I think I know what it is, but explain what your coffee mug is uh, so we all get a nice visual of it. Uh, it is uh, a picture of Dwight Schrute, and uh, it says, Making Muck Duck. And I forget <laughs> the exact quote of it. 
but I do too. Uh, it's something about how uh, I think it's R's are the most aggressive uh, syllable or or sound that that you could make in the English language, and that's why it's called murder and not muck duck. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible Dwight shoot poll. Oh my god! But <laughs> but uh, to I am drinking coffee. However, I stopped smoking weed. You did. For the last, uh, it's been two weeks, except for tonight. I took an edible before (laughs) the show. So you guys will, (laughs) it will be a treat for you two and possibly a nightmare for me. like fucking Snoop Dogg and Half-Baked. It's too bad, man. I just stopped smoking yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you just like... (laughs) We're, we don't need to get too into this, but did you say like, I'm not going to smoke weed anymore or like, I'm just going to take a break, but I can't be sober on the podcast. With Terry. <laughs> like, those I looked in the fridge. There were Terry's, beers. Terry's been drinking for 37 hours. JP's, yeah. just want, JP's just leaving the championship parade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to get some hype in me some way. Um, yeah, and it's just hot as shit here. And so I needed, uh, as we discussed yeah. earlier, I don't have AC. So I'm trying to find a way to uh, at least forget that I'm I'm really hot. You, need you a- should just visualize that you're in like a igloo. Close your I, I, eyes and just yeah. place yourself there. You need a tasty frost brewed porter to, a, to keep you cool. That's true. Yeah. Throw them in the freezer and then, yeah. And then drink one of them and take another one and just put it on your skin. Yeah. That'll that'll keep you cool for about four minutes. But, and I don't know what you do after that. (laughs) I had a beer outside yesterday and it got, I didn't have a koozie. And oh my God, it got skunky in like five minutes. And it wasn't even in the sunshine. It was just so hot. What kind of beer was it? Oh, what do you think it was? Double IPA, quadruple yeah. IPA. It was a regular IPA. It was a Starburst Star- IPA. Okay, Starburst. Yeah. yeah, you have about five minutes of of shelf life <laughs> before those things start going down. If there's no koozie, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> especially with an IPA. Yeah, uh, great. You survived. Well, speaking of beer that you drink constantly, JP, I think you are you don't miss a Starburst and a special beer. You are gah. Mr. You're like Ooh, Cal Ripken. That special beer looks cool. Yeah, dude. Oh, it it never, is cool. Never, never missed a day, no matter what. The big consistent. <laughs> I am so consistent. Consistently amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, tell it that looks like a very bright berry colored type fun thing. That I'm going to is- guess it's a grapefruit flavor. Ooh. Uh, no. Passion mm-hmm. fruit flavored, actually. Ah, second guess. You fucking mm. idiot. That <laughs> <laughs> cut a little too hard. <laughs> what is a passion fruit? There's I don't know. Just... It also has dragon fruit in it. So yeah. I've never passion actually seen what either mix. of those look like. That's I'm a very hot dragon fruit. That's but I do real. know that this is the part of the podcast where we look things up. Yeah, dragon I'm looking fruit it up. is real. Whoa, dragon fruit looks crazy. It looks like a fireball. Nice. Oh, I know what you're talking. Yeah. It looks like a fireball. It's like reddish pink with like green tips. And then the inside is like kind of seedy and white. It looks like an Oreo on the inside. Yeah, it kind of looks like Oreo on the inside, but a passion fruit. A passion fruit. Mm. Passion fruit's got to just be a mix. Ew. (laughs) Have you ever seen a passion fruit, dude? These are nasty. What? I'm going to put it in the text. Look at this thing. All right. 
Oh, it looks like green slime on the inside. It's so gross. I don't like this beer at all anymore. Zero stars. Remember so the- that beer is definitely artificially colored. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a beautiful color of pink. Dude, remember it- the Nickelodeon show Slime? Uh, well, that yeah, was show. Every yeah, show slime had slime in it. Yeah. Slime on it. Dude, what if we could slime each other on this podcast? That'd oh, be <laughs> <laughs> need that, but you only get like one. You'd get like one every like two episodes or something, so that we otherwise we'd just be sliming each other. <laughs> That's I would slime myself right now just to cool off. <laughs> yeah, but then it'll get warm. Think of warm, bubbly slime. It's already a hundred degrees. So here's where they had slime on shows. You guys want to walk down this uh, memory lane a bit? So it started out with Double um, Dare. Double Dare, but there was one before that. It was one of their earlier like popular shows. It was kind of before our time. It was when they were actually big in Canada and not really in the U.S. yet. But mm. it was you can't do that on television. And oh I to, yeah, I used to watch that show. I'm like, what the hell is this? It was so weird. It was so weird. It was yeah. so weird. It was for a different generation, clearly. But the. While the Crazy Kids mm-hmm. had slime. Yeah, I remember that show. Wienerville? I don't remember Wienerville. I don't remember but, Wienerville either. Uh, Figure It Out. <laughs> that was a good one. Figure It Out was a good show. That was like a good trivia show with all the famous mm-hmm. people. Then Rugrats, SpongeBob. This is where they, they lose They put me. slime on Rugrats? Yeah, yes. Fanboy and Chum Chum? That's beyond me. There always was. like So I remember we didn't have cable going up until I was, I think, middle school. But my grandparents did. Shout out Grandpa and Grandpa Horseman in Bangor, Wisconsin. A Hooking up to Nickelodeon. Not a lot to do, but I remember we'd go there for weekends and like Thanksgiving and in the summertime. Now we just watch Nickelodeon, you know, just transfixed. And this, my parents were like, this is why we won't let the kids have cable because this is all they're going to want to do. But I do, I remember like a lot of like the hits. Uh, I know, I don't think it had slime on it, but I think we've talked about it in this podcast before, but Legends of the Hidden Temple. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love classic. that show. But I also remember like their beat, like always like hitting like a lull. There's like some show. Like maybe this Chum Chum shit, whatever. Like they, Fanboy <laughs> and Chum Chum. Like... <laughs> Fuck boy and chum chum. Ooh. <laughs> oh, damn. Then there's, hold on. Let me finish. There's only a few more. Wally Chasm, The Loud House, which is actually a show that my five-year-old likes now, Loud House. Mm-hmm. Tuned in. I have no idea. And then, of course, how could guts. we forget? NFL Slime Time. Oh, yeah. Did it have guts I on I like there? that. Was there no there was slime on guts, wasn't there? No, there was no slime on guts. You And then there were there was global guts. Do you guys remember global, global guts? guts? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out a show uh, to you guys. Um, I get mixed mixed results when I when I throw this out. This is one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows. Uh, it was Salute Your Shorts. Yes, yeah. dude. Oh, oh my God. That great show. fucking show. Excellent. It was. Age. Yeah, that, that was, was a great show. Such a good show. And I like. I mean, yeah, when you have a character named Donkey Lips, you know that Donkey you, Lips. you have written the pinnacle of TV series drama. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Plus, the one guy who just ate salami from the stick. That, wasn't that Donkey Lips? No, that was like the other guy. Oh, maybe the Don- guy with no. the long red hair? No, it was... Uh, I got to find his name. The Sputnik? Yeah, was that his name? Oh, yeah, it was, it was Budnick. Bud, Budnick. Budnick. Yeah, dude. Budnick. Danny Cooksey is his name, his real name. 
guy with the long red hair. And then right before that, for like one year, right before Salute Your Shorts, there was a show called Hey Dude. Hey Dude! What? Dude, we that, were like TV twins. Yeah, but we were super young. That was like early 90s. Yeah. But I remember watching Hey Dude so much. I love that show. And I rewatched it. It doesn't hold up, but it was very reminiscent. <laughs> None of those shows show. really hold up. I think no. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I was like really excited because Inspector Gadget like ended up on Netflix or something. It's like, oh, oh yeah. damn, dude, I used to watch so much Inspector Gadget and I put it on and I was like, why did I ever watch this show? It is so yeah. bad. <laughs> like other than the intro song, it Jimmy, was like five seconds of the Inspector Gadget <laughs> intro song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him like reaching really far right like go go gadget arm and he's like stupid is he not even yeah he's like he like his his niece like bails him out of everything oh that's right Shout go out. go gadget copter yes also uh also jp please play five seconds of go go gadget flow by lupe yeah, fiasco <laughs> an album that came out while we were all in college together and i remember listening to it together <laughs> Uh, way to tie it back. And anyways, my beer. Is... <laughs> I feel so bad for everyone's like, I'm just going to fast forward five minutes to when they start talking about sports and then they get here. Nope. <laughs> you missed the whole slime segment. Uh... They, didn't, they hit the 15 second thing nine times thinking that would solve it. <laughs> Sorry, friend. We covered so much. We covered dragon fruit. We yeah. covered salute your shorts, slime. You hey dude. Out. Hey dude. So and now, and now we're da, 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 da. JP's beer is. <laughs> it's a luminous 05 from Great Notion. I think I've had it on the pod before, but I've actually definitely had it before. Um, it's a it's a sour IPA. So while it looks pretty and kind of pinkish red, it is an IPA. It's great. I give it a 4.3 out of five. Nice. Mm-hmm. My my beer is a five out of five today. Want to know why? Yeah. It was made in the land of the sky blue waters. I'm drinking a fucking hams. <laughs> Once again, Ooh, I love hams. What is that a new can? It does look I like a new can. It, I think it's a old can that I think it's a throwback can. Hmm. Wow, that's but cool. Yeah, it, it's a classic can. Yeah, I like it a lot. It looks like a crown from far away. Well, it's because king shit. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure you're not <laughs> drinking an 11 year old hams? It was about I'm pretty, I'm a pretty year sure. ago today. I drank an 11 year old Bud Light. Let's just say it was a year ago today you drank an 11 year old Bud Light. Um, no, I'm pretty sure this came out of the case that I bought uh, a few days ago. But did you check? I, the I was drinking. Do they have expiration dates on beer generally? No, they have canned candidates usually. Uh, I think it's drink by October 22. It's October 22 slash 23. That is a very <laughs> wide range of time. <laughs> it's <laughs> not even October 22 I, yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say just drink it. This October, this October. It's, it's still fermenting <laughs> in the can. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> nice. Five uh, out of five. Good, good choice. Five good out choice. Of five. Excellent summer beer. Cheers, bags. Cheers, Happy bags. Happy to drink a beer with you. Cheers. Y'all. And also, cheers. We we talk a lot of shit on this show, right? We make fun of kind of everything. We make fun of ourselves, and we make fun of Oregon State a lot too. So we can make fun of other schools that we share a conference with, uh, the Pac-12. 
AKA the Conference of Champions. You've heard Bill Walton call it that a, a thousand times on a Thanksgiving podcast where he then <laughs> talked about his bike and whether he prefers white meat or dark meat turkey while Dave Pash is trying to just call, simply call Syracuse versus Duke on November. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but also cheers to the whole Pac-12 because um, four of the 12 Pac-12 teams want to combine seven NCAA championships uh, this year. I believe... Uh, I can't. I forget the total number of championships, but we're up there. I think we're tied uh, for first with um, the SEC and the Big Ten in just total championships. One, JP. I know you found this uh, this tidbit, so correct me if I'm wrong. But also, this includes the very, very shocking championships of USC in beach volleyball and Utah in skiing. And I, <laughs> that, that Alpine skiing or cross country skiing? Uh, I, I have no I have idea. A, probably Alpine, but still, yeah. either way. Congrats, Trojans and Utes. And winning, winning things that, by the wee-age level of where are you in relation to the mason <laughs> line, probably excelling regularly in, in those sports. Well, the, the other two schools are Stanford and Cal. And they Stanford won, like, men's gymnastics, which I'm curious Ooh. how many are in that uh, – are in – you know, competing in men's gymnastics, you don't really see a lot. Same yeah. with like you know, beach volleyball. I'm just, I don't know how many are D1 programs. Um, and then they won like I don't know swimming, I think. And then Cal won like water polo. And I think I feel that like was Cal it. being good at water polo is something that's just been stored in the back of my mind somewhere. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. Didn't our homie Taylor Brown play like high school water polo in like yeah. the North Cal area? Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Shout yeah, out, polo to, shout out, Ubu. Tubu, where are you, man? Tubu, <laughs> he, come say hi. Th- he's thriving wherever he is. We know that for sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, shout out to the four. Even if yep. they were strange championships, yeah. they count. They count. They count. Hang the. Band. I didn't see. You know, I didn't see us on there, which is a bummer. But I also didn't see Oregon. But that's not a shocker. Who? I, I don't know. I forget what I was saying. Oregon. <laughs> oh, the the this the logo that's a giant the school with the logo that's a zero. giant zero. Zero. Oh. Yeah. Zero. They had zero. Natty? Zero. Yeah. Hmm. Zero still. Was it a mis- was there like an asterisk at the bottom? Like, oh, Oregon actually won these ninety seven championships that they just made up. It's like when so, it's when, it's whenever Disclaimer. Some, whenever some right wing douchebag is number one on the New York Times bestseller list, there's always that little mark that like indicates like all of these sales came from the Republican Party buying all of them to distribute to, 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 to voters. <laughs> I, I on an episode, of JP says I've never read a book in my life. Look at the New York Times bestseller list. There's a little like uh, it's like an asterisk or cross symbol, and if any political book, it's always because whatever author's party literally bought like a million copies to just like give to people at like fundraising events oh. and they're number one yeah that's our system guys it's perfect wow uh, that, i'm not gonna yeah. get into publishing industry bullshit because i'll rant forever but anyway congrats to all of the college sports champions especially uh, kentucky winning 
Rifle. Rifle. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Which which one do you guys think is that, the most stereotypical? That's, that's also one not to win? surprising. That's yeah. right. Kentucky won rifle. Notre Dame won fencing. What is who won bowling? What that's what I was wondering. It's a bobcat of some sort. It's like a purple bobcat. It doesn't look like Montana State. Is it Northern Iowa? Mm, no, that doesn't look like Northern. Are Iowa. Are they a either. bowling powerhouse? Right. <laughs> they. I mean. There's not a lot to do be. in that area. Yeah, dude, dude, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids slaps Benny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great movie. I love that movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. Um, Wait. Oh my god, this is so hard. How are we ever gonna find out? Just, just Google twenty twenty two. You know NCAA what? Don't point. make this easy for me. <laughs> it is more fun when it's not. Yeah. Whoa, there's a bracket. Oh, no, that's a basketball bracket. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, oh, how did we not get this? It's uh, McKendry. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, the McKendry Bearcats. Yeah, the McKendry Bearcats. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Bearcat down. Wait, Benny, Benny, how much information on McKendry Bearcats do you have pulled up right now? Uh, well, not a lot because they don't have a link uh, out to anything on their Wikipedia. For okay. NCAA have, have, have you seen Have you seen what city McKendry is located in? Yeah. No. Lebanon, Illinois. Damn it! I was gonna make this guess. Oh. <laughs> Lebanon, Illinois. That now guess guess where that is in Illinois. Southern I bet Illinois. it's a, w- far away from Chicago. I'm south. Western Illinois? I have no idea, so I'll look this up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like the bowling champions have to be in a town that has just, like, one main street with a bowling alley, and that's really all. Dude, Lebanon, Illinois has only 4,600 people in it. Yeah. And And all of them are students of McKendry. It's actually, like, closer to St. Louis than it is Chicago. It's actually closer to Indianapolis and St. Louis than it is Chicago. Yeah, that's Mm. Southern Illinois. Yeah, it's actually really close Salukis. to St. Louis. Shout out to Salukis. St. Louis. Yeah. Saint... <laughs> you can, you can JP, find me like in St. Louis. Find Nelly. You can find me in St. Louis. What a gun play. Rain dog. Dude, shout out to St. Lunatics. I love the St. Lunatics. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, so <laughs> the NCAA championship season, the 2021-2022 season is put to bed. Um Congratulations to uh, Ole Miss or uh, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole. I believe, I believe Ole, Ole Miss. Either it's it's a salute to either Mexican or, or British agriculture, I, I believe, uh, <laughs> the University of Mississippi. Uh, on winning the College World Series, uh, none of us made it down to Omaha. Uh, that's not what's important. What is important is I'm for sure going next year. No matter what, I'm going to do the thing where I'm going to get – I'm gonna I'm gonna book it ahead of time so that it doesn't jinx us. You like did that this season. year. Yeah, um, how'd that go? I still don't. It wasn't a fucking jinx. Give credit to the great Bambino or whatever. JP jinxed us. But <laughs> 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 right, I was embarrassed at Stanford's performance in the Rocco's Bar annual Omaha Jello Shot Challenge. Oh, they weren't even so trying. Bad. So even if Oregon State's not in Omaha next year, I will be, and I will latch on to a school, and I will consume 
a shitload of jello shots for that school and i I hope you two are with me (laughs) yeah well right now omaha is filled with just a bunch of people that are wasted off of jello shots screaming hotty toddy down in downtown omaha which part of me so glad we're not there but part of me a small part of me kind of wished as we were it would have been fun it would have been good people watching. Did I you didn't... guys watch any of the cultural series? Not really. No, no, me neither. Maybe I, I got couldn't. yeah. I got shit to do, man. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. <laughs> I do got yeah. podcasts to Too plan soon. and prep. Got pride and shit. I did see there were a lot of uh, Oregon State fans, at least the ones that interact with us and we interact with on Twitter, uh, that were watching it. So shout yeah. out, shout out to them yeah. to being able doing to doing their homework. That. Yeah, making yeah. Sure. I always know, see a lot of Oregon State fans cheering against Arkansas baseball, and I don't really understand that. I I, I don't know, man. I we, was just against the we, whole SEC. Yeah, cheer against the whole SEC. I get that, yeah. but it's like yeah. I don't know. I'm like I think I think it's we, good. Ar- we we got Arkansas. We we beat them. <laughs> but the but the the whole fan interaction thing I think is was much different. This was the first time we had done it in like the modern social media era, and so I oh, think right. a lot of fans had a lot of back and forth. And right. have some sour taste left in their mouth, especially I, I, because we had the ultimate in your face, right? With how we were able to come back and win. I personally a, have had lovely interactions with Arkansas fans. So for those, yeah, people, but you I'm have like, a coworker that's an Arkansas fan, not a coworker, a friend, just a, just a dude I know, <laughs> an acquaintance. I, I, but everyone's an asshole on the internet, so I'm like, when I, I see, I saw a bunch of Oregon State and Arkansas fans going back and forth on Twitter, and I'm like. Yeah, this guy's roast this dickhead. Uh, but also, the, did you guys see the uh, the dude who I, this resurfaced on my YouTube recently? The guy who wrote the one pop up away song after they lost to us in twenty eighteen. A guy like wrote what? like an actual like heartbreak s- song um, that was like. <laughs> It's was just it like, just included with yeah. like clips of the Arkansas uh, news broadcaster it's, so excited outside of the hey, stadium? That, that's great companion viewing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna check this right now because I I, I do want to point our listeners to it because it's it's just good, you know, like fa- fan relationship. Because um, it, it disappeared off of uh, YouTube for a minute, but it, it came back. Matt Sammons, that's S A M M O N S. And it's just called One Pop Up Away. And it's just a dude in a <laughs> Razorbacks baseball shirt, passionate about the Diamond Hogs. <laughs> and and he's got a very nice singing voice. Uh, and it's it's just funny. It's As someone who's been in that seat, <laughs> that devastated by a loss before, I just, you know, good to have empathy for people. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this podcast is for. Spreading, spreading love, spreading joy, spreading empathy. Yeah, so shout out yeah. to my favorite bowling team, McKendry Bearcats. Thanks for taking one home for us. Yeah. Shout out, McKendry Bearcats. No one fucks with the Jesus. No one fucks with the Bearcats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and actually, there was a former Beaver that played that was a pitcher for Ole Miss. I'm trying to come up with his name here. Um, but, uh, yeah, shout out to to him for winning a College Baseball World Series. Yeah. Cool. Even if it's not with us, I'm still happy for you. Current Beavers I'm happy for, though, are pitchers Ben Ferrer and Cooper Jerpy and Jacob Melton, who were all named first-team All-Americans by D1Baseball.com. Nice. Well, Ferrer is a third-teamer. Awesome. Jerpy and Melton were first-teamers. Well, they got named. As we expected. This, uh, the 10 millionth honors for, for both of those guys this year. Well-deserved. 
but still very wanna, much so. Don't want to shout them out. And uh, yeah, Jacob Melton, I'm sorry for predicting that you wouldn't shatter records like my esteemed colleagues here. But also, you are a belligerent beeves uh, nil athlete, so we uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> and we we love Jacob Melton on the show. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, Damn right. And all right. Well, I. When is the MLB probably, draft? July seventeenth. Oh, see, you know, uh, you just know the draft day for everything. Yeah. When, when's the NFL? I, draft fiend. Oh, the NFL draft happened. I don't, no, next, next year. I don't know the actual date. I'll when, when the Vikings are two and four. I will know the exact date and time that it starts and who I want. When is to the MLS draft? <laughs> That's in January. I don't know. When is day. the NHL draft? uh i don't know probably soon because it's happening the finals are could be ending as early as tonight i think when is the belligerent beefs draft every night Ooh, that bring, i want there's a couple uh I, the actual belligerent beefs. <laughs> what if we had to get drafted like by our listeners that would shatter some egos on the show for sure <laughs> um. <laughs> i'd be like i'd be aaron Rodgers just waiting in the green room and like there's no, everyone's just skipping their picks because there's no one left to choose, and I'm just sitting there. Like, <laughs> That's not true. Uh, you're you're too essential for that, uh, JP. Um, but I do. There's a couple of draft related uh, episodes I want to do later this summer, so we'll probably talk about that uh, off air and get oh. those f- oh. p- p- slotted into our summer programming. Um, but yeah, July seventeenth. It's super late. It you, usually like by the right. Be- the tournament you've seen where guys are drafted and there's all this like rumors like oh you think he's gonna sign you think he's gonna come back so we would have you know it's that was always like a detail included in their lower third every time they're at bat or pitching or whatever uh but yeah july 17th twins pick eighth giants oh, i saw a uh i saw a mock draft that had cooper jerpy going to the giants jp oh, oh man and i thought of you uh, oh, it's right. It, yeah, dude, it's on MLB.com right now. Well, no, they just have him as thirty, the thirty, the thirty-second top prospect. They have actually. him number thirty-two. Yes. Yeah. He'll go. He'll. I think he'll go earlier than that. Speaking of baseball, uh, did you guys see the fight today? I, I think I sent you a clip between yeah. Seattle yeah, I, I, and I LA. I watched it. How, I watched it. It's wild. It was a good it's, one. Yeah, it was a good you, one for sure. You don't see fights like that very often anymore Mm-mm. because most of these guys are like. I'll be screwed if I'm suspended for you know eight games. They also right. know that they're on TV too, or that like I, obviously baseball has been on TV for decades, but it's like you know if you fight and you can't fight and you throw like a goofy punch that looks stupid and then you get punched in the face, that it's just gonna be on the internet nonstop. So I think that, Batista. I think that scares guys out of like actually fighting, which is why yeah. you're like. You st- you storm out of your dugout, and by like the time you get there, you're <clears throat> to the, like the other team's dugout or like in the mob or whatever. Then that's when you're seemingly your teammate who came out of what seems to be nowhere is there aggressively holding you back, and then it's just a bunch. <laughs> it's that that middle school shit where it's just like you lucky he's holding me back, you're lucky he's holding me back, and they just <laughs> yell that at each other. But yeah, this did seem to be have all the makings of a real fight, a real yeah. playground skirmish. Yep. Well, the batter uh, charged the. Uh, it was Seattle's batter charged uh, the Angels' dugout and not the pitcher. So that that's was baller. An interesting that's twist. some tight shit. <laughs> it was really cool. And then flipped off the whole crowd as he walked out. It was <laughs> pretty amazing. A lot of a lot of grit being shown to not finish last in the AL West between the Mariners and Angels. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> good, good for those guys. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of baseball, um, I should shout out our friends at seamheaded.com, our lovely sponsors who are bringing you this 53rd episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. Beaver fam, Oregon State baseball season's over, sadly, but summer is still here and Major League Baseball is in full swing. And you're not ready. You're not ready at all for your hot beef summer until you visit our friends at seamheaded.com. Shout out Patrick Kenneth Douglas Ryan. Seamheaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball themed apparel. If you believe that baseball is more than a game, but a way of life, then Seamheaded is the brand for you. Because baseball is more than a game, and Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs catered towards all baseball enthusiasts. And it now has a super drippy collection inspired by and for belligerent beef listeners. It's so dope. They've got a hashtag chop em tea. Multiple colors of a belligerent beef's jersey, the insanely dope Corvallis map home plate tee, and much, much more available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, this podcast you're listening to, the number 96 podcast in the great nation of Japan, you get 31% off on all seam-headed belligerent beefs products when you use the promo code CHOPEM at checkout. So hit up seamheaded.com today to get 31% off your Belligerent Bees collection tee when you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout for the noisest discount in the game. Shout out, Seamheaded. Shout out, Seamheaded. Noise. Noise. Noise discount. Uh, noise discount. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. Every time we do this, I just, like, we have to shout out Gary Bizana because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope we get Travis for a couple more years. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Love, love, love to the Bazanas. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've got a lot of exciting shit. To, I know it's summer and we took a week off, but there's a big, uh, big things popping um, in all sports across uh, the Oregon State uh, universe right now, and we're gonna talk a little bit about football. We'll probably gear most of our attention towards football in the coming weeks, because guys, we're just like. I don't know what seven weeks out from playing Boise State on September third. Longer than that, like eleven wow. weeks out, nine weeks, a number of weeks. How, whatever many weeks. There, whatever we are many weeks, weeks it is, out. We are X weeks and X days and X seconds away from playing Boise State on September third. Uh, but seriously, the football season will be here before you know it. And there is um, some uh, exciting updates uh, with the recruiting class. Um, in this recruiting class, actually, a lot of guys. We talked about Aiden Childs in our last episode. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk about Aiden Childs in every episode uh, for the rest of our lives, because uh, that's <laughs> just how excited we are about Aiden Childs. <laughs> um, but uh, we just picked up three-star safety Joseph Swen to this year's recruiting class. That's sick. Big, big ad. Big ad. I keep seeing. This is like where. Uh, you can, it's hard to keep up with the Jonathan Smith damn right tweets. The only thing that like he like actually tweets, um, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> who's he talking about now? Who's he talking about now? And yeah, I was uh, sort of I've been seeing we're gonna talk about some of these guys that uh, uh, joined the 2023 class. Uh, that class is shaping up well, it looks like. But yeah, we're shows that we're we're not done. We're not even done for this year. And uh, big uh, uh, more help in the secondary coming our way. 
Yeah, well, like, well, I'm yeah. curious though. What what was what was his plan? Was it always to be right. like a late signee? I mean, he had I'm not sure. had offers from ASU and Florida State. Did he decommit somewhere? I don't know. On tw- his his recruiting profile on 24/7 is curiously lacking like updates. Any information, um, right? Yeah. But so, yeah, so there could have been I don't know, it's like either waiting or uh was talking to another program or any number of of personal things, but he he's ours now. Yeah, good. I love it. I love it. I, it it, it just good. feels very late and I, I mean, yeah. hey, whatever. Join the program. Let's get after it. I think it's a good time to be coming in as a, a, a member of the secondary for this OSU squad too. I think, um, you know, last year that was an area where we struggled at a lot at the beginning of the season, but progressively it got a lot better specifically yeah. Alex Austin. Um, but I think we're going to have a, a really mature group out there next year. So perfect time to be coming in as a freshman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he, I wouldn't expect him to be playing a ton this, this no. year. And I know Smith wants to bring people along, but I just, when it comes to the secondary, like you just need dudes. And that's where like the real numbers game of football, I think shows up. Like, so if you have, if I'd like, just give me all the fucking corners and safeties and we'll, we'll find who can play out, out, out of the group. But so you never, you always want to have depth. And I, I'm really excited about our secondary group this year, Me too. like especially getting uh, some guys back. Um, I think that that group's going to come. If that group levels up, they like you said, Benny, they leveled up throughout the year last year. If they level up even more, I think that's going to be sort of what is the difference between us being a 7-8 win team to 9-10, 11, possibly 14 win team. <laughs> yeah. We know you're yeah. going to – when we get to the prediction episode, we know what Benny's doing. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's the worst kept secret in podcasting, but <laughs> <laughs> but welcome to the Beaver fam, Joseph Swen. We also picked up a wide receiver for the 2023 class, Zachary Card from where? JP, the Bay Area. Uh, Shout out Pittsburgh and Ken Simonton. <laughs> yeah, and that's where that's where he's from. Did he play for Pitt High School? Pittsburgh High. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. They're already they're black and orange too. Ooh, so yeah, ready. that's right. Yeah, but so Pittsburgh, there's Pittsburgh High School in the Bay Area, and there's Pittsburgh State in Kansas, which I think we, a 20 minute segment of just you guys wrapping your head around Pittsburgh State being in Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. How many fucking Pittsburghs? Like, are there more Pittsburghs Three. out there that I'm just? Is there like a Pittsburgh Germany? There should be. There probably. I bet you there's at least one Pittsburgh Germany. For sure. <laughs> Look at that. Not, not, not right now. We've looked up plenty on this podcast episode already. <laughs> that may, maybe in the bonus village. Um, but yeah, so welcome, uh, Zach Card. Uh, and I, I just, I just seeing these additions. It's we're still like we're not at the point, and following recruiting is, it's just it still feels like like weird to me. You know, like getting all jazz about where like sixteen, seventeen, and eight year, eighteen year olds are. You know, making decisions and you know getting worked up about what these kids are doing with when they think is you know what they're doing best for them. Uh, but I do just like seeing it. It's it really does seem like there's a different tone and a different level of excitement and enthusiasm just around Oregon State recruiting, and just seeing dudes with offer lists from lots of good schools and like programs and yeah. in, in similar positions where like it's not it's like if a dude has an offer to say Oklahoma, like that's exciting. But also it's like. Oklahoma is going to offer a shitload of people. And if you're a three-star, you're probably not going to play right away. But like 
places like like just here like i'm comparing it like i follow minnesota football just by virtue of living here and seeing that we're like that level of program we're getting a lot of guys from those recruiting pools too who are choosing oregon state over you know big 10 acc uh lower level scc schools so it's not just like a, a playtime thing or like an exposure thing um it's just where it seems like we're appealing to a wider uh, array of young student athletes now. And in a way that even when it was going good in the Riley years, it like wasn't really happening. So yeah, I'm fucking yeah. excited. I think, um, and I could be wrong here because if we're turning the corner, we've just started to turn the corner, but I think that it's sort of a, a sign that um, Smith is starting to rely more off of those high school recruits as opposed to bringing in training transfers. And I think that's a really good thing where transfers have helped us tremendously. Um, I think if you get somebody that uh, is straight out of high school and that's, you know, you're their first choice of a college and it's not because they struck out somewhere else um, and they have that much more time to develop in the program. That's, that's a really good thing. So I'm, I'm hope that I'm right on that, but that's what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I think like when you, when you're rebuilding a program, you need some immediate help and that's where you For turn sure. to your juco recruiting you give out a lot of hefty promises like you're going to come in and play right away and you were you were playing juco ball last year well you're going to be starting in the pac 12 next year if you come to oregon state and you need mm -hmm. that you have to do that as a, as a stopgap there's still a lot to be said about finding diamonds in the rough in the juco level and being able to say like, hey, we we struck out in recruiting in this position, or we changed our schemes, and now our personnel isn't fit, and we need to have a guy come in and be the stopgap for that. And you still have to be able to do that. Like, you can't yeah. just be like, all right, the program's floating along, we're doing pretty good. Let's just start bringing in guys and leaving them in the program for four to five years. Yeah, because things will always change. You'll get new coordinators, new coaches. If college football changes in general, so. I agree, though it is it is nice to see, but like we got a guy like Ryan Cooper Jr. coming this year from College of San Mateo as the defensive back, and like again, that's the same kind of thing, right? It's like, well, we've got some depth there in a way, but what happens in two years? Then we're really right. young, right? So this guy's already enrolled; he's been on campus since January, so he's probably absorbed quite a bit when it comes to the playbook and getting on the coaches and players, his teammates, and so he'll slide in right away too if needed, and. We'll, we'll always have that, but yeah, finding finding guys who, for one, like committing from their junior year on in high school, I think that that's to me also super cool because we used to just see guys who are like barely barely touched with offers, and they're just right. waiting out their one like power five offer, and it was us, and then they took it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, or like UConn coming off an 0 and 12 season. Like, hey, we're out recruiting UConn, guys. <laughs> Wait, in basketball? No, football. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I shouldn't be excited. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I was trying to I was trying to look up Zach Card because you know, name. yeah, but googling that name doesn't like doesn't provide you a lot of SEO. So, uh, unfortunately <laughs> for him, right? But what I searched when I was looking up, I said Zach Oregon State football, and just you know, down memory lane, who popped up? None other than Zach Tarver. Nice, <laughs> Tarver nice. family legend. Yeah, I remember Zach Tarver. I love his bio on OCBeavers.com. It's like oh four redshirt, oh five Zach played in one game as a redshirt freshman, oh six Zach has an opportunity to make an impact this season. A tall frame with good hands. 
That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing after that. We'll we'll see how it works out for Zach in the 2006 season. <laughs> I believe somewhere else, I think I, I I think I stumbled upon the same thing. It's like brothers Josh and Seth play on the Oregon State's basketball team and are looking forward to getting Oregon State back in the, in the big dance. Who was writing this coming season? Bios. I I, I feel I've. Uh, poked fun at osubeavers.com too much over the course of this show. So I'm just going to stop doing that. But <laughs> I think you're asking a very, very valid question, JP. <laughs> and you know what's missing on his page? In, a lot, probably. A picture? For, for, pronunciation, for, God. Pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, yeah. What, like, we, how do we know it's not Zatch? Like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Tarver. Or sure, yeah. Tarver. Tarver. Tarver, like Terbear. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe anyone listens to this show. Any <laughs> um also uh the football um our our beloved um uh, favorite coach, Mike Riley. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray indeed. Named USFL Coach of the Year, which is just awesome to see. I mean we Went, we went viral earlier this year with the story about him and his wife and the, the bond that the, the two of them have with their players. Uh, one thing that you always heard across college football was you hear this a lot. Just you can't find a nicer guy. Like that's what someone says about when like, you want to say something positive about something, but you really don't know them that well. So you just you can't find a nicer guy. But in the Mike is the rare dude who that really did uh, apply for. And I got the chance to meet him a few times when I was just a pup reporter on the Daily Barometer. And he was the most generous person I've probably ever interviewed or just chatted with uh, in in that kind of space before. So really happy to see his name pop up. It, the, the, his players released a really cool video of them all, um, I think, walking into or away from their team meeting or whatever. But they're all wearing Mike Riley Coach of the Year t-shirts. And that was oh, cool. that's awesome. Cool. So like just seeing that he still has his touch from a coaching standpoint is, you know, still making an impact with uh, with young football players was great to see. That's very cool. Yeah, I didn't watch a lick of USFL uh, this year, but I know for a fact that that coach of the year award was well deserved. Mm hmm. <laughs> I didn't do any research, but I know. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy is a good coach. He's a great person. I think what, what was the final nail in the coffin for him in college football was just his you know depleting recruiting abilities and his his loyalty to some of his coaches that were uh, getting phased out of college football. Right. So yeah. that, all of that just – that has not a knock at all. He still him. coached like a thousand seasons in college football. It's exactly. a very successful yeah. coaching career. Yeah, and not to mention <laughs> a lot of his players went on to very successful careers as well. Yeah. So yeah, good dude. And congrats, Mike. Congrats, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Should we all, should we all do on the count of three? One to hip, hip, hooray on the count of three. One, two, three. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! The second one was pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Um, and progress on Reeser. Uh, ben showed <laughs> – Benny, I don't want to roast you. <laughs> what? The, 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 image, the image you shared <laughs> in the group chat, you sent a, a picture of the <laughs> – I was so confused. <laughs> I've seen it, Reeser, and it seemed just – it seemed like you could see the whole west side and it being built. But there is like a support beam of some kind, very much in the foreground. And <laughs> no, that's the cool giant chainsaw. 
That's the it's big exa- cardboard cutout chainsaw <laughs> at the terrace. <laughs> it wasn't. I thought it was like a. Uh, I knew it wasn't an actual support beam, but I thought it was supposed to look like a support beam. That's why I was side. like, I "Are you talking about the giant chainsaw cutout from the terrace or the new Betty, side?" Betty said, "Can't wait to see like like these new details are going to make a difference." I was like, "All the details, like you but could, they're not you the details." Not about the old <laughs> west side, but I'm pretty sure it had load bearing support in it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was a faux support beam that was supposed to be a chainsaw. That oh uh, yeah that. yeah you guys that is a nice to be detail. a small little small little detail touch yeah. small little it's touch. just making something that's you know essential a little more aesthetically pleasing yeah 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 what if it was an actual chainsaw that turned on on third downs you wouldn't want to be standing by it <laughs> I have right now guys uh a, so you guys are on the left screen for me on the right screen which is the bigger screen I have a live view of you the west side always of up. Research Stadium there, there are days where you're yeah. just like man research is looking this is your <laughs> chainsaw oh yeah oh that is was your... that it though oh that was oh, there yeah. last oh, that year is... yeah okay the photo was yeah. from behind it Mm-hmm. Oh, so I thought yeah. maybe it was the artistic abilities of the photographer that you were saying the details will make all. Dude, our new our new photographer, our new photographer slaps. <laughs> this is gonna make a difference in the Oregon State <laughs> digital art space. The I, new the new side's coming along though, guys. It's guys, really coming it's like home. one of the things I have a question about is the lower level, the re- the regular seats of the new lower bowl. Mm-hmm. That area is like done. Like yeah, it, the concrete's poured. They gotta just bolt in some seats, but like they're saying, they're not opening that side at all. Like for the rumbling, yeah, somebody they, told they us they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But, but somebody did tell yeah. us that they they have to have something completed for a press box, or the patch will won't let us host games. That's so right. Yeah, that was, they need a camera yeah. well and a press box, and that is was that we, Cerna did, on like our birthday or something? He said yeah, that? yeah, it was Cerna. There's yeah, because it's still the cameras are gonna be where it's still gonna be the same angle. Yes. facing the east side. Well, they'll have, yeah, they, Oregon State definitely doesn't want a camera pointed, pointed at, at the construction. No fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so I, the camera, well, I'm not super worried about. Um, or I Supposedly never really they have to have the press box over there too. But it, why, would the, why would the press box need to be on that same side though? I don't get it. I don't know. Cause it's probably with, they need it with all the other AV equipment all running to the same spot. It's not mm. like you could just like set up AV equipment up to like the club level and have it be like, operational for the rest of the fans on the on the east side and either way it looks like when they did the original raising racer they had temporary bleachers on the student section and a little Mm -hmm. bit up behind it while the giant towers went up for the elevator shafts and whatnot so they let fans be there then I am wondering if they're going to last minute be like, eh, there's seats at the lower bowl and they just fence off everything behind it. Cause you can walk around still, you can get through there. Why not just yeah. fence off? Why not just fence off the construction portion and like get those seats? There? Looking at it right now. Uh, I mean, everything's exposed. Obviously that's going to change by September, October, November, but um, it looks like there would be major liabilities for letting people go through there right now, but you're right. And I think that um, I want to I mean, sit in the bulldozer. Cassius, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lift it up, lift it yeah, up lift a it little up. bit more. Uh, no, I, 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 who knows? Store. I mean, cash is king, right? And uh, if you can sell those tickets, uh, that might be tempting. Especially yeah, if they get clearance to be like, well. yeah, we're good. You guys, we can close this off. 
Yeah. You, you can, fans can walk through here. We'll just guide them into like avoiding the construction zones. And you can Ugh. sell that. I mean, that's like, that's probably a thousand seats. There are two things in Oregon state football that I'm irrationally excited for. One of them is uh, playing at Providence park in Portland and the whole atmosphere around that game. I think it's going to be really, really cool. And I hope that it makes Oregon state want to do it again. Um, the other is this finished research. And I know I've talked about it several times of how excited I am, but this is going to be so much bigger and better than doing the East side of the stadium. Cause the East side of the stadium sort of showed us a template of what was possible, yeah. but we still, it's still, the stadium still was outdated because we had the West side of the stadium. Now uh, we're going to have a complete state of the art stadium. I mean, it's yeah. going to feel with a full-time so belligerent beef studio in it. That's right. Yeah. Serna promised it to us. He did. Yeah. He did. But not to mention, too, like, dude, the East Side is dated now. Uh, how the amenities are structured and how it's laid sure, out. Yeah. It is dated in today's sports world in a way that, like, they've fixed it with the West Side. You'll have the concourse where mm -hmm. the all the concessions are on the backside of the concourse. So while you're in line, you can still turn around and, like, see the field. You yeah, can walk that's... to the bathroom and see the game the entire time. You're not walking down a tunnel into, you know, barely hearing Mike Parker over some crappy speakers while you're walking yeah. around the concourse with no visual of the field. So they've nailed that. Also, those upper wing seats on the on the east side are exactly. terrifying. They are <laughs> They're terrifying. So scary. They're so scary. <laughs> One year I was a season ticket holder in Portland, the 2011 season, not the best season to be a season ticket holder. That's where our seats were. And it was, it was, it was just like, you know, like I'm looking down very far at the game and over to my left <laughs> is certain death. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, this corner of the structure feels sharp enough to stab me and puncture yeah, along exactly. and that's where i was sitting during that sacramento state game when i wasn't in the best mental state i don't want to joke about hurting oneself uh because that didn't cross my mind but all, but all the options were there not what you it's not what you want it's not what you want and uh, so like anyway. get rid of those seats put something better in like i mean they're not gonna do on the on the east side but what i'm saying is like people who wanted the west side to just mirror the east side that yeah. would have been a total, a total swing and a miss. And I think they've yep. done this perfectly. I can't yep. wait for you done. And sit, oh, I'm going to check every section out. I don't care how much oh. it costs. I'm doing it all. Oh, dude. The, yeah, this is going to be a stadium that I'm going to want to get into, like, when the gates open. Yep. I want to be there, like, two hours early and just be able to experience it. It is going to – it's going to change the way a football game feels in Corvallis. It's going to change, I think, the atmosphere on game day. I mean, it's, it's going to be totally different, I am I excited about this. I am more excited about how excited you are about this. <laughs> <laughs> I just like good things for my friends, seeing how giddy and happy you are, and just knowing – that you have the Reeser webcam. The last time you had a webcam running on an extra monitor 24-7, Benny, it was a it was totally different subject matter. <laughs> well, I will say I'm this. sure Yuri appreciates appreciates this as well. Yeah, that's right. This, this is yeah. your fetish. This okay, I can work with this. <laughs> well, kind of weird, I, but... um, I I I grew up with uh, with my parents taking me to old Parker Stadium and the change that was felt 
from changing the east side of the stadium was i mean it, it was essentially like a large high school stadium before they put the new east side in and when they put the new east side in it, it just added a level of legitimacy to the program immediately like it just felt different when you walked in and this is just gonna i think this is gonna be even more because it's going to make the entire stadium awesome totally yeah for sure speaking of awesome stadiums i'm gonna skip to this standpoint but reeser is not the only facility getting upgrades your super beeves fresh off their trip to the women's college world series in oklahoma softball is getting a brand new state-of-the-art scoreboard complete with video board and all the bells and whistles added to kelly field before next season and i'm just really happy to see that because i i went to a couple games at kelly field when i was a student i haven't been there in a while it's hard to watch on tv and really see what the fan experience is like but i love this i don't know if it's because if it's directly because of the team having a really successful run in the postseason, but I just love the university showing showing love to uh to the softball team, and you know it's not the biggest gesture in the world, but it stays like hey, like we see you, we feel you, and we want we want to keep this team good for a while. So uh, turning helping uh, the experience at Kelly Field um, keep up with uh, we're in a good, damn good softball conference with a lot of good teams. I imagine the softball stadiums at UCLA and Stanford are pretty nice. So. Uh, was really happy to see this news uh, come from Oregon State this week. Yeah, and I want to point yeah. out, too, one of the big things that I think is really cool is, and, and the university made a point to call this out, is that the board will feature the exact same quality of displays as the one at Goss Stadium. So it's a little bit of level setting that's yeah. beyond due and well-deserved. So when you have two elite programs, they should equally have elite amenities and what you were talking yeah. about with uh with the donations to get the scoreboard in place it says it was made through the osu foundation but how easy is it when you are you know in uh, some sort of like giving department and you're reaching out to athletic donors after a run like this team made this year and the excitement right. of the future of course but a lot of these things are agreed upon prior, prior. yeah like, hey, if they yeah. do this, it, it wasn't just like, count, oh, count we really it's Oklahoma City. Let's build a scoreboard now. Like, I know that's <laughs> not how it works, but they have donors line to go, hey, if they make yeah. it this far, what would you want to contribute? Because we want to do this, this, and this, and sure. so they get that all teed up. And you know, shout out to the the donors, and you know, there's a small number of committed donors made the gifts. Um, you know, lead gift of course is Jack and Kelly Burko, which is the the names Kelly's the namesake of the field. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool uh, to continue to improve Kelly Field and the amenities for the softball program. And, yeah, it's going to be an awesome experience and even better experience next season and onward. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I can't wait to get there for a game. I think it's I think it's really cool in the fact that um, if you think about it, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to do this in my head when you guys were talking, but the softball – field would be the only field used exclusively for women's sports right i think so yeah i think that's yeah i think it's cool that the the really the first year that they um in in a while i should say that they've uh had a really good team they invest in that women's sports complex um i think a lot of schools i I think a lot of schools do do that but i I think there are a lot of schools out there that preach title nine but don't exactly put the money 
where their mouth is. Um, and, and that is one thing that I think we can take pride in with Oregon State is that they tend to do a pretty good job of recognizing um, that women's sports are equal to men's sports and uh, showing that in a financial way. So that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So shout out Oregon State. Yeah. In general. And shout out women's <laughs> softball. For, for, yeah. <laughs> and shout out women's softball for, for doing something uh, amazing and, and, and getting that yeah. well-deserved uh, sort of. Shout out, present. especially to Sarah Hendigas, our new ace, ace in the circle, looking crispy in that belligerent Beeves tea, Sarah. We see you. Damn right. Yeah. Love, love seeing that story pop up on my feed this week. <laughs> I can't I can't wait for game days next year either. Especially say, yeah. with the drippy ass scoreboard out in the outfield now. Hell yeah. It'll be, a, it'll be a whole drip system out there. Yeah. Brand new drip system. Benny's building it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want that. But anyway, so a yeah, one Kelly Field. Scoreboard. Uh, and football's not the only school or school. Wow. Keep <laughs> this in, JP. I'm drunk and tired as hell. I'm surprised they even made it this far. <laughs> football's not the only team with good recruiting news. Oregon State women's basketball, Scott Ruick's crew of the 2002 uh, highly touted class that we've heard so much about, including Reagan Beers and Tamia Gardner uh, and company, are on campus. Uh, they had a great little move-in video uh, getting into Finley Hall this past weekend, so that team is getting to work already. Love to see it. And they added a huge piece uh, for the future in next year's class, Kennedy Schuler. Gresham, Gresham, Oregon's own, one of the best players in the Pacific Northwest, one of the best players in the whole region, uh, has committed to play her basketball and hoop for the Beavs at Oregon State. So I know uh, this is this is a program that's going to be under a bit more of a microscope this season, given the various ways or everything that happened last year uh, and the disappointment of not making the NCAA tournament. So just happy to see uh, the, the new girls on campus hooping, having fun. Uh, you know, posted videos of like them together, and then also to see that we got another big blue chip recruit coming in. Um, I still, I, the three of us are all big, you know, Ruick fans, and and believe in him, um, and hope that last year was uh, just a little bit of a hiccup. Um, but yeah, so just news like this in the off season, it's kind of the only news you can really hope for <laughs> until the yep. game start and the scores start counting. Um, but yeah, so Kennedy Schuler. Um, comes you know very very highly regarded so I'm, I'm really happy to see her staying close to home and uh, uh playing for scott and yeah just uh my uh my women's basketball enthusiasm you know got uh that the little jolt that that it needed after that uh you know nit heartbreak last year so happy to see that welcome to the beaver fam kennedy welcome yeah i love just seeing him recruit in state right he also brought in Donovan hunter four-star mm -hmm. guard from medford right and we've i think we've talked about her i don't know when yeah. that was but um she's also part of that 2023 class and, and if you can recruit in state especially a state of like oregon that produces some ballers mm -hmm. then yep. you're gonna set yourself up nicely for all other aspects of recruiting needs if you can get people who want to stay close to home to play for a program they grew up rooting for, or grew up hearing about, that's huge. That is huge. And he's doing that. And that's why I'm not worried about Ruick at all. Uh, I think that uh, he's ready to adapt to this changing collegiate scene for college athletics where players do transfer to play 
for different coaches or with close to family or for better NIL deals, whatever it's got to be. Hey, that belligerent beefs NIL deal is is open and available and not difficult to acquire. So, <laughs> not going to put it over the top, but it's going to be helpful. You know, we're we're here. We'll, hit us up. We'll talk. Yeah, absolutely. So Kennedy Shore, big get. Yeah, she she's a hell of a guard. So I'm excited to see her with the program. Yeah, agreed. Good shit. And then on top of that, uh, JP, you sent me this note, but I believe we can say uh, statistically accurately 14, 14 Oregon State teams making the postseason this whole academic year. That's fall, winter, spring. We can now officially put spring athletics across NCAA to bed. Uh, 14 Oregon State teams making it to the postseason slash playoffs. Uh, most in school history. So another great incredible. academic year to be podcasting about all of them. The Harvard of the Pac-12 <laughs> in the Paris of the Pacific Northwest. Can, all can of you name them all? Benny, without looking. Oh, uh, men's soccer, women's soccer, um, gymnastics, football, baseball, softball, uh, golf, both women's and men's. Um, oh, he's close. Cross country? Yeah. Is track different than cross country? Yep. Yes. There's okay. two tracks. I'll give you both because you wouldn't have got indoor and outdoor. Yeah. You're you're okay. you're, you're, you're at 11 out of 14. There's one. Oh, there's, man. There's one, there's one obvious one you're missing. Uh, one obvious one. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. not. Oh yeah, you yeah. There's there's definitely an obvious yeah, one you're missing, and then there's it's, one it's, that's it's, it's postseason, Benny. So it's I said football, as, right? Yeah, yeah, you said football. It's classified as postseason. Postseason. So any team that makes the postseason that plays in the postseason, not necessarily the best tournament, but the second best tournament. Oh oh oh, 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 women's basketball. <laughs> women's there, basketball. Yeah, that's but you said women's yeah, hoops. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. You know uh, you're missing. He said women's soccer. What am I oh, missing? Oh. Then I miscounted, but you because okay. I had eleven there, and you yeah. did you, you didn't say wrestling. Nope. And you didn't say men's or women's rowing. Uh, I, I feel like you were about to say rowing. You went like cross country. <laughs> 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 that was pretty damn good, though. That I'm is good. Gonna, yeah. Good job, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! After the edible too. The edible did yeah. kick in. Well, <laughs> Three episodes ago, when you uh, stated that you started doing research and was like, I also did research on this topic. Uh, <laughs> starting to bear fruit. Look at you. I impressed In the books. Well sure. done. Benny scoops. Yeah. <laughs> Benny mm. reads. Awesome. All right. Well, I know, speaking of just Benny and fun things, I know we have an episode of Benny's Bonus Belligerence coming up when we finish recording this episode. That's right. Um, so, listener, if you're not currently on our Patreon, get on it so you can partake in all of the bonus belligerents, all of the Discord, um, and yeah, have first access to merch drops and stuff and all the other fun creative things we're cooking up this summer. More shit's coming. We promise. Yeah. How yeah. about, a, how about uh, a, a patron private event prior to the our Portland Montana game? State game? Yeah. Hell yeah. Coming oh, yeah. Soon for sure um yeah if you're gonna be in portland or if you're if you're planning on going to the montana state game in portland just let us know on the socials uh we want to see as many Bay fans and the beaver fam uh that we can uh that that whole weekend so that's going to be really exciting 
I don't want to wish the summer away, but I can't wait to be at football games watching Chance. I'm going to proclaim it right now. Chance leading us down the field. Oh. Leading us to that 14 and 0 record. 14 straight 14 to 4 42 to 14 victories. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here uh, first. Yeah. You heard it you you heard it here first and last probably. <laughs> um, I, I I'm so excited for the prediction show this year. That's I'm so happy we started doing that and that Benny just went for it. The only way that Benny can. That's I, I'm <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. Um, we'll probably take so JP next week is uh next week's the 4th of July weekend, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So one more week of no pod, no pod next week. Yep. Uh, so we can celebrate um, with our fa- families and friends. Uh, <laughs> My air quotes. I don't know. New partners, <laughs> um, whoever. Uh, no pod next week. Enjoy the forest. Stay safe. Um, spread love. Have fun. Uh, but then we'll be back weekly for the rest of the summer after that, starting with the uh, week after the 4th of July. Um, so thank you again. This is 53rd episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast for my co-host for Oregon State University, uh, for local boys, for everyone in the Beaver fam who we love. Uh, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage at Benny L 1986 on Twitter and Instagram and all the socials and JP Bertram at the, tr- the underscore trio underscore J on Twitter. He's too trio to be real and at JP Bertram on Instagram. Bye. My name's Terry Horseman. Hi, at Terry Horseman on Twitter, at Terrence Horseman, my formal uh, alter ego on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Belligerent Beefs Podcast. Please recommend us to a friend and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And no matter what you do, always remember that you cannot spell chop them without hope. Chop them. Chop them. Codify row. Codify row, bitches, and bring back Bernice, motherfuckers. <laughs> Chop <Job. laughs>